still uh, working our way through the various options of homeschooling, and there, there are so many different directions you can go. But we got this text, re-homeschooling in the state of California. Believe it or not, Nanny State California has virtually no laws or rules on homeschooling. No standards, no testing, no rules, hmm. except filing once a year and keeping attendance. Have fun. We did it for nine years. Well, then I'm wide open. I'm going with uh, sun revolves around the earth. Perfect. Witches are a thing. Yep. Dinosaurs Hope. lived with man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. I got all kinds of things I'm going to put out there. Awesome. Magical origami. <laughs> That's what I'd go with. I'm going to make it a lot like Hogwarts. Learning potions. <laughs> wow. Wow. What was the plants class? Herbs? Whatever it was. Uh, wow. Okay. That's one thing you could do. So uh, now here's my- how you spot a witch. Write these down. Three main reasons you spot a witch. Um, coming up, why Twitter is standing by Alex Jones? Probably when you okay. get down to it. Ah, uh, what you used Although, your cynical voice. You know, we have. Wait you hear this. We have one listener, a uh, fairly new correspondent, and I can't decide if she is just really dumb. I like it when we get new listeners because they're leaving every day. Um, if she's just really dumb. And is incapable of grasping even a not very subtle this argument. This is not a good way to keep a new listener. Well, and I can't decide if it's that or if she's like believes that by uh, trolling slash really being ham fisted in her criticisms that um, that she'll convince us. And I can't decide if it's which one it is yet. But thinks that every time we talk about social media can't or shouldn't get rid of an Alex Jones because the inconsistencies, blah, blah, blah. She always comes back with, so you guys are defending Alex Jones. You like when he talks about bleeding school children being fake and the rest of it? It's hard to and say. Some people are really dry in their trolling, and, then, yeah. and it's, so it's hard to tell. And some people are just dumb as a box of hair. Well, I keep using the example of Zuckerberg really had to fully explain what he meant by saying, I think Holocaust deniers should have a Facebook page. Right. And really make the point. No, the Holocaust was terrible. I think it really happened. Yeah, anybody with the brain yeah. understands what you were saying. But well, he he felt like he had to say it. And there are plenty of people who openly believe that if following your principle lets somebody you don't like get any air, you should not follow your principle. You should smash their head in because you don't like their politics, for instance. We are arguing for the right of dumb people to share their opinion. And you, emailer, as a dumb person, should be all for that. Am I helping? <laughs> That's a good point. Did I help? It's a, a, a it little is, bit. It is a good point. Well, yeah. Uh, one more side topic before we get to cow. Uh, reaction uh, continues to pour in uh, on the Lara Logan uh, long-form podcast that we did. It's available wherever you get podcasts. Or if you already subscribed to ours, you've already got it. Or go to our website or whatever armstrongandgetty.com but she is very uh, people really good loved it she is very good at what she does you uh, guys yeah. are good too but she thank is you. very thank good. you very kind a horse very. could have interviewed her and it would have been good <laughs> i'd listen to that anyway you might enjoy it so seek it out and we're going to try to do more of those um on a regular basis who should we should we take suggestions maybe there's people we haven't thought of who should yeah, we talk absolutely. to for an hour yeah uh, we will take those suggestions just it's funny, we get this all the time. Why don't you guys talk to Jordan Peterson? He's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's like, Joe, why don't you jam with the Rolling Stones? Their music is just like yours. Yeah, they're kind of tough to get. Well, there's two things on, particularly if you're into podcasts at all. Jordan Peterson's thoughts on 
everything are available everywhere. <laughs> I mean, so you can get a lot of them. I'd still like to talk to him. Absolutely. But yeah. there's plenty of them out there. Yeah, for instance. But yeah, if you have a suggestion of somebody you think we might enjoy talking to, particularly if maybe you can help us get access to them. Doesn't have be to great. be. I mean, because we are huge. We're incredibly important in the media <laughs> landscape, but not quite important enough to land some people. Well, and as I said earlier, it doesn't have to be, um, uh, you know, uh, important. I really liked when Charlie Rose would have some musicians and actors and people like that on. Not yeah. all of them. Writers. Uh, they're not all interesting. The latest 22-year-old blonde singer chick who's going to be around for a cup of coffee, I'm really not that interested in. Not so much. But uh, legendary various people, I, I found very just all kinds of great stuff in there. How about Jim Varney's widow? There you go, the widow of Jim Varney. <laughs> wow, Michael. Don't give the listeners homework to figure out the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> like you're Dennis Miller. Yeah. Wow, now we have staff on staff violence. Uh, like the Dennis Miller thing, you got to stop and Google yeah. that real quick. I've actually daydreamed about um, doing that precise thing, just you know, as a side project. I would lo- love nothing more than to do that. Talk about the creative process with filmmakers and musicians and stuff like that. And I never uh, saw it but, better than when it was on Charlie Rose because he'd have an entire hour to talk about it, and it wasn't the Today, Today Show style. Tell us about the new movie, and they tell you for five seconds, and then there's a thirty seconds of a clip, and then you're done. And, and, and half the time, it's somebody who's really serious about their craft being asked stupid questions by dimwits, and you can tell that they're just suffering. It's too bad Charlie Rose had to put see-through showers all over his house. <laughs> I'm trying to make get... my priority showing my penis to women. <laughs> Was he also the one who would dip his panted legs yep. into the pool and be yep. like, oh, looks like these clothes are wet, gotta change. And then come back in an open robe. <laughs> oh, Lord. You know, I'm offended by the pervoness of it, but I'm more offended by just the stupidity of it. How can you be smart enough to hang with all intellectual leaders in like every arena of thought? Right. Architecture, music, politics, you name it. And Charlie Rose could do it because he worked so hard to be up on these. And yet your game is sticking your pants in the pool and saying, my pants are wet. I better take them off. Whoopsie-daisy. <laughs> oh, look at my crank. What do you know? <laughs> wow. I tell you, that part of our brain where the sex stuff is, yeah. it just it disconnects world. from the rest of it yep. regularly. It's its own thing. Yes. Needs to be removed. <laughs> and bad people can have good sexual mores and vice versa. It doesn't yeah. always fit with so true. the rest of your life. Yeah, it's odd. Anyway. It is. Uh, enough forward thinking. It's time to take a fun look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. I am providing a great service by explaining this to the American people. Most people know as much about their local DA as they know about their local cheesecake factory manager. (laughs) Chances are, you don't know who they are, and if you do, it's probably because something truly terrible has happened. The fake, fake Disgusting news. I don't want to see him kissing goblins, having political succubus with goblins. They're buying armored vehicles and billions of rounds of ammo and, and have TV shows badmouthing the founding fathers. I am asking for world peace. <laughs> Nothing less. We do not shadow ban according to political ideology or viewpoint or content. 
I'm worried about the Democratic Party nominating somebody that cannot be competitive against and beat Donald Trump in 2020. I'm looking through our texts on a variety of topics. Um, you know, people still want to, or some people are still willing to engage in the whole Mueller investigation. Something I heard uh, last night on Brian Williams that I thought was, man, they are they are just obsessed on uh, MSNBC at night. He does a show at 11 p.m. East Coast time, so like really wrapping up the news of the day. And the most important news of the day is always what's going on in the Russian investigation. Oh, yeah. And he has a, a team of people on there. But um, I thought somebody was making a pretty good argument for the way Trump and Rudy are handling this situation. Rudy is out there making it seem, because we're only hearing half the conversation. Mueller doesn't talk at all. Right. And Rudy is making it seem like there's a real back and forth negotiation going on with Trump and answering questions and how many questions and in what setting and when and where. And there's a possibility huh. that it's completely made up one sided. Yes. <laughs> and it's to put in the people, to put in our minds that there's, you know, there's this back and forth going on. And then at some point you can, uh, you can say yes, we will, or no, we didn't, or whatever. It gives you some hand in the in the in the um, in the conversation. Whereas Mueller might have just said, "You're going to answer questions in October, and if you don't like it, I'm going to subpoena you." Right, and then that could be it. Or he's never even asked. Right, who, who knows? <laughs> right, we, we don't, don't have know. the slightest idea. And and, and and I would also suggest that if at some point Rudy, who says all sorts of stuff, says, you know, we just talks have broken down. We're just not doing it. Yeah, exactly. Th- you'd think, wow, well, talks did sometimes not you the, can't make a deal. There were no talks. Right. <laughs> and we don't know. And, yeah, you can make it look like Mueller just, you know, he was being so unreasonable. We right. we offered this and we he tried said that. And tried, we tried and tried and tried. Yeah, and there was, no, there was no talk whatsoever. Yeah. And Rudy's also, a, and this is clever, Trump is good at this sort of thing. I mean, he worked People Magazine like that with his divorces and just all that sort of stuff, but... So putting it out there that that uh, Mueller, he, he, they've put out a deadline that doesn't exist um, of when Mueller has got to, you know, finally come to a conclusion on this whole questioning thing or it has to wait till after the election. Mm-hmm. That doesn't actually exist. There's no rule on that or laws or statutes or anything. Right. Right. Um, he can do when he, what he wants when he wants. But that's pretty clever playing of the media. Yeah, I would. I would agree. Trump, well, uh, Rudy, like Trump, completely mystified as to how much is intentional. Still don't get it. This this sounds like a pretty decent strategy, I could believe, to me. Oh, yeah. That Pre- part, yeah. Pretending that it's an ongoing conversation when there might not be one at all. Right, but just half of what Rudy says leaves me befuddled. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Wiped the footprints off my dash, tore up those sun-faded photographs, threw them in the wind, y'all can have First day, say, let's go to the lake. Everybody say, I've got a job. I can't go to the lake. Well, who am I going to hang out with? Right. <laughs> I guess strippers and other lottery winners. Anyway, how you doing? We're just having conversations by ourselves. Apparently you are. Mm-hmm. 
This is my favorite headline of the day. She's the world's top empathy researcher, but colleagues say she bullied and intimidated them. <laughs> An empathy researcher. Tanya Singer, celebrated neuroscientist and director at the Max Planck Institute for Human Cognitive and Brain Sciences in Leipzig, Germany, known as one of the world's foremost experts on empathy. Jack, would you like to define empathy for us? Uh, giving a crap about somebody else. That's right. That's very nice. It's different from sympathy. Empathy is, I can never remember the difference. Okay, that's a good one. I had never thought about that. I use them differently. Right. What do I mean when I do it? Right. Somebody look up the difference between empathy and sympathy. Yeah, I would like to hear the dictionary definition of it. Empathy yeah. is the ability to understand and share the feelings of another. Which I have read. Of course, we kind of live in a... Uh, an empathy uh, uh, golden age and that gets mentioned a lot in that that empathy is maybe the most important thing you can do in any relationship what's sympathy sympathy the the first definition feeling of feelings of pity and sorrow for someone else's misfortune hmm. second definition understanding between people common feeling well that second yeah. definition is pretty damn close to empathy yeah the first one is difficult to not slip into with empathy. Yeah, how they you, are subtly different. How do you not feel sorry for somebody who's uh, like their house just burned down? So you have both empathy and sympathy. Okay. And if you go in and take what it's left, you have psychopathy. I hope you don't have that. Mm. Moving along, back to the uh, lovely Ms. Singer. Uh, a, a very well-received um profile of Singer, written uh, a couple of years ago, summed up her public image, concentrating on kindness. But inside her lab, it was a very different story, according to eight former and current colleagues, current colleagues. The researchers, uh, all but one of whom uh, uh, insisted on remaining anonymous, describe a group gripped by fear of their boss. Whenever anyone had a meeting with her, there was at least an even chance they would come out in tears. Wow, the wow. world's leading empathy researcher. Wow. Makes everyone cry. Singer sometimes made harsh comments to women who became pregnant. People were terrified. They were really, really afraid of telling her about their pregnancies. For her, having a baby was basically you being irresponsible and letting down the team. Nice. Boy, that's bizarre. You don't sound like a crazy person at all. Yeah. She blames it on her exhaustion due to having to carry out and be responsible for a huge and complex study. You ever been around anybody who brings too much empathy or too much sympathy too often? Yes. That's kind of weird, too. Like anything you mention, oh, that must really. No, it's not that. It's really. It's not that bad. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm all right. You know, and and it's funny. I'm just mentioning some, you know, even miter to major problem I got going on. But yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I do know exactly what you're talking about. Um, people try to be really sympathetic because yeah. they're nice people sure. and they want to show that yeah. they care about you. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, it's a minor inconvenience. <laughs> We're cooler. It'll be I'm okay. Cool. I'm fine. Yeah. Uh, that's funny, though. Anyway, moving along. You run into this biatch, uh, you keep your head down. She mean, mean as a snake. <laughs> But she really understands how it feels to be bullied. Yes. You know, uh, a good deal of the show has been uh, devoted in recent weeks to some of the issues and challenges of corruptifornia, uh, a.k.a. Calunicornia. And those two monikers are related in that if you have a, a, a uh, an area to be governed that is full of people who are utterly divorced from realism, you end up with corrupt government. 
and indeed that's happening in spades in California. And we're well aware that there are a number of people who listen outside the great state of California, and we appreciate that very much. And I would suggest to you only this, that it is a great case study in poor governance. And it is not only a canary in a coal mine, but you will hear some of the arguments and strategies proposed where you live. And please let us tell you how terribly they work out. Uh, anyway, having said that, there's a piece in the San Francisco Chironicle, um, which is a, uh, a, a left, left-leaning newspaper, because that's, you know, a lot of their would-be audience is left, and they're trying to sell subscriptions, God bless them. Uh, but having said that, they have quite a good piece here by one Kimberly Veklarov about a Calif- the California program to fight climate change may now add more to the cost of gasoline than the state gas tax increase that many whoa, voters whoa. want to repeal. Whoa, 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 that'd be a lot. The low-carbon fuel standard <clears throat> designed to cut greenhouse gas emissions from fuel, keeping in mind, as I pointed out the other day, the the total amount of carbon emissions in California are less than last year's increase in carbon emissions in China. But anyway... It now adds 12 to 14 cents per gallon to the cost of gasoline sold in the state. And the fiercely debated gas tax increase, which took effect last year to fund road repairs. <laughs> what is that, like the fifth tax increase that's going to fund road repairs that have been sold to the people of corrupt California? Hilarious. Um, uh, so that's actually, this new thing's even higher. The fuel standard standards exact impact on prices is, is impossible to know. Well, yeah, and you, and you know what drives this? In addition to just wanting more uh, revenue, they want to force people out of cars. Right. The, the non-car driving crowd, like Jerry Brown, they're perfectly comfortable. They they just they're disgusted that anybody still drives cars, and they want to make it so miserably expensive that people don't do it, which I hate. So the cost of gasoline, let me break it down for you, because this is just kind of interesting in and of itself. Uh, buck 82, uh, it, they're going with a $3.51 uh, $3. for a gallon of gas. I don't know where they got that figure. It's probably the average on that date some in California. Anyway, buck uh, 82 of that is the crude oil cost. Then you got 55 cents refinery costs and profits. Then $0.44 cents distribution, marketing, and profits. I would forget about the marketing. I would really forget about that. Because I don't know who's got the Tecron and the Macron and the Zipron and the one that cleans and the one that defouls and the one that makes your car smile. You know, I go to the one on the right side of the road where I am. Yeah, so I don't have to make a left turn. Right, so whatever you're spending on marketing, stop it. Uh, let's see, $0.42 cents state excise tax, $0.18 cents federal excise tax, $0.07 cents state and local sales tax, $0.02 cents state underground storage tank fee, <laughs> and then you've got to add on all these new feeds. There's more to this, but we're a bit out of time. We'll jump back into it uh, after the news. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Latest from the fire lines, bad and good news. Trump tackling the NFL hard this morning and the DMV's secret office for legislators only. Forget the NFL. Settle the trade with China thing, Mr. President. Please. Is online killing retail? How much so far? Pretty interesting stat for you. All on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. You never know what is going to strike a nerve with people. One thing that struck a nerve is what's the difference between empathy and sympathy. Sympathy is sorry you're sick. 
Empathy is I know what it's like to be sick, and that sucks. It seems really cutting it thin there. Empathy is trying to feel what they're feeling. Sympathy is being sorry that they feel that way. As a man, I can have sympathy about my wife's menstrual cramps, but not empathy. Because hmm. I haven't had them. I can have both sympathy and empathy for someone who's been kicked in the sack. I like that one. Empathy is your pain in my heart. Wow, too can much? I set that to music? Empathy is sympathy without the BS. Maybe that's one I can understand. Sympathy that, hmm. I don't know. It seems pretty close together. Uh, let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, i got to tell you, i got the latest update from the fire lines. And right now, the holy fire in the Cleveland National Forest has exploded to more than 18,000 acres and remains at 5% containment as it continues to move in on homes in the Lake Elsinore area where 20,000 people have been evacuated. Last report, that fire was at 10,000 acres. Now it's almost double. Firefighters gaining some major ground on the record-setting Mendocino Complex wildfires. They've got uh, 60% containment, but the fire still burned through another couple thousand acres and is now more than 307,000 acres on its 15th day. In other news, President Trump is taking aim at the NFL once again after over a dozen players knelt to raise their fists before preseason games last night. From his New Jersey golf club today, Trump tweeted that the players are showing outrage over something that most of them are unable to define, and he advised the NFL to suspend protesting players without pay if they don't stand for the national anthem. I just I just think it's... Just leave it alone. I just think we all should just ignore it at this point. Unless you're into it, then pay attention to it. But it's 12 players. It doesn't seem to... It's not a growing thing. It's just... Right. Whatever. As California drivers face long lines and incredible wait times at the Department of Motor Vehicles offices, it turns out that state lawmakers and Capitol staffers have access to a secret DMV office that is not open to the public. The recently discovered office is located inside the legislative office building and has no markings on the door. And as the Sacramento Bee reports, inside... Which, which is interesting. What's interesting yeah. about this is so they've got their own DMV... So the people, the people that could fix the DMV, um, they don't have to use the DMV. So, right. So they don't. They they hear complaints in the background about how bad it is, but they don't actually know. And the fact that there's like no markings on the door or anything like that right. would you lead you to believe that they're trying to keep it secret? Right. That, that oh, they, clearly. That they think that that wouldn't look good politically. And they don't want the poor people, the common people, you, to clog up their office. How do you feel about that? Mm. Here's one for you. This is um, no names, but an older gal whose uh, husband passed away, God rest his soul. And her license was about to expire and she needed valid ID for the estate business, which is difficult under the best of circumstances. Her son writes to me, I got the soonest DMV appointment possible um, for an ID card. 1030 on Tuesday, five weeks away. The appointment line was out the door down the street. Mom was an hour sitting in the sun in her wheelchair, me trying to keep uh, her calm and shaded. I did everything I could to go by the rules. Ridiculous. It, that is ridiculous. But, but the politicians have their own office. F you, taxpayers. You're working for them. They're not working for you. Why don't you wake up? And the DMV got an extra $70 million 
uh, in anticipation. 70 million, of, but I think they just got awarded another 16 million. In, uh, in, in anticipation of these problems and, uh, you know, whether or not that was spent in any good way, only you can guess. Well, and they were supposed because to. Because they can't audit it. Yeah. They were going to. There were Republicans who were calling for an audit, and the Democrats uh, decided that not to vote. How do we allow ourselves to be stolen from like this? It's just amazing. Apathy. Not paying attention. Apathy. The footwork. Wait, which which one is, is different. That? That's the one where you uh, jump down in the hole with them or okay. something or <laughs> kick him in the sack. I don't know. I'm a little unclear. Yeah. Sympathy, ap- empathy. I go with apathy. Mm. The footwear company Crocs insists it is not going out of business even though it's closing the last of its manufacturing plants. And <laughs> even though it's the last thing your woman wants to see you in. Fellas. So Crocs is closing their last manufacturing plant but not going out of business. Not I'm, I'm having trouble with the math on that. Where are the shoes going to come from? <laughs> well, that's the a big plants question. are all closed. The Colorado-based company did not explain how it plans to continue making shoes. We're going to continue to sell them and not ship you any shoes, which will increase our profits. I think everybody who's willing to wear them has them, and they don't wear out. They last uh, the last ten thousand years before the biodegrade. So, there's I have, plenty of them out there. I have never worn Crocs. Are they comfortable? What's their selling point? I'm told they are. I don't own any. Oh. It seems like a great idea for like gardening or something like that because you can just hose them off. Oh, okay, okay, right. A lot of like beach towns very popular for just slip on things that you can wear to the beach that don't right. get dirty or sanded but, up. But okay, the like wearing that. them out the Togos for sandwiches at noon is just not, it's not looked well upon. Wow, says you. There you go. That's your ascot, your, your, your spats, sure. your top hat. Anybody who knows me knows that's exactly me. There you go. That's your news. I'm wearing a jean jacket with jeans today. The Canadian tuxedo, they call it. I'm Marshall Phillips. Go ahead. Is that one of your Hogwarts shirts? With a Hogwarts Target shirt. Yes. Nicely done. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Let's go over to the bird. You know, I'm looking at them. They look pretty comfortable. Unisex, too, so both men and women can look like idiots. <laughs> I kid, I kid. Are you ordering a pair even as I'm we tempted. speak? Well, it's just, it's yeah. just a fact. Uh, yeah. On the list of things women don't want to see their man in ever, Crocs was in the top three with leather pants, oh, Speedos, and Speedos. Oh, yeah. oh God, what a look. Oh, boy, not many sizes left in that style. Mm. You decide to make a run at that guy wearing the leather pants and the Crocs, you finally get down to brass tacks, he pulls down the leather pants, and he's wearing Speedos. Oh, boy. Then you've really had wow. quite a night ahead of you. Wow. Uh, the petering out coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Time shakes, found you at the water. At first you were my father, now I love you like a brother. You can't bully me. Liberals can't bully me, news can't bully me, the hip-hop community, they can't bully me. Because at that point, if I'm afraid to be me, I'm no longer yay. That's what makes yay. And I actually quite... I quite enjoy when people uh, actually are mad at me about certain things. So uh, Kanye West was on Jimmy Kimmel last night, and Jimmy was really trying to nail him down on him being a at least sort of Trump supporter. Uh, and I'm saying this instead of uh, playing it because there is a visual aspect. Um, 
Kimmel said to Kanye, there are families being torn apart at the border of this country. Whether we like his personality or not, his actions are what matter. You so famously and so powerfully said George Bush doesn't care about black people. What makes you think about that Donald Trump does or any people at all? And Kanye just sat there completely stone-faced and stared at him as several seconds went by. And then Kimmel said, well, let's take a break. And they went to break. Wow. Saying... What makes you think Donald Trump cares about any people at all? What what is that? What is that? It's something that a large percentage of people believe. Well, I I agree. I agree. And if you're and and I just I just need to get over. I'm stuck in the old days of TV shows where you try to kind of like you know, be sort of charitable to the whole country's opinion as opposed to just one side of it. Charitable and that's, is a good way to put it. You and, don't have to agree with anything, right. but you don't. But, demonize people but that's over and i just need to recognize that people have chosen a side and feel they can make maybe even more money doing that a lot of people fine. do feel that way sean but it's a wildly unfair question i mean think about it what makes you think he cares about anybody well i think you criticized george bush for not caring about black people right. why is this guy different i think is a fair at least that he cares about any homo sapien on earth uh, he, he, yeah, he was overstated. Overstated. I think the premise was fair. Jimmy Kimmel on life, I love uh, his comedy stylings are unique and and subtle and 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 reminiscent of some of my great writers of of way back in the day. Kimmel on politics is insufferable, um, smug, oversimplified, sanctimonious, ugh. I didn't mean to end the week this way. We got this. Uh, we got this text, which I thought was good. I have empathy for people with Schadenfreude, which I find is pretty funny. Uh, went, well, well played, my friend. Went to the DMV during lunch yesterday to add Class M to my uh, license. That's your motorcycle designation. Ah, yes. I got a number. Went back to work for three and a half hours, then went back to the DMV with a half hour to spare. Wow, that's one way to play it. Wow. Unless you're a politician, then you get your own special DMV office. That would be another one of those that you got to go to the DMV for to get the Class M thing. Um, That's ridiculous. Why do we put up with it? Apathy, affluence. Not paying attention. Yeah. Right, right. They have us distracted in each other's at each other's throats over the R versus D thing. You know, it's funny. We used to hit this theme all the time, and we don't anymore. That the not or not lately anyway. That the great animating contest of our time is is uh, the government versus the people, and nobody understands that because they have successfully whipped us up against each other. R versus D. R versus D. Pro Trump versus anti Trump. Meanwhile, they get away with all of it. You fools. You fools, yeah. Hey, uh, thanks to David for sending us a link to the, hey, what about us over here group of the moment. That would be the Air Force Space Command, which is already <laughs> a thing. Uh, we already do that, they're trying to tell Mike Pence. <laughs> um, they're, uh, and they're, they're scrambling to let everybody know that. They appear to be. They worried be... about their uh, funding? They ought to be, I suppose. Well, yeah, I think they're going to have the whole uh, their whole uh, their duties uh, yanked. You said duty. Yes, I did. About us. Yeah, here we go. Uh, that's what we need about you. Uh, f- what? All right, they're working on advanced, extremely high frequency systems. A joint service satellite communication system that provides uh, jam-proof communications. 
They're working on astrodynamic standard software, ballistic missile early warning systems, super advanced radar, defense meteorological satellites, defense satellite communication systems. Defense, they're, they're, they're kind of saying we're already doing that. I'm told that they're... That uh, the Trump, I don't think it's, I think it's the Trump campaign committee or whatever is uh, having a contest where you can choose which your favorite Space Force yeah. t shirt design. Then they're going to sell lots of them. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, I would buy one. Sure. Uh, but it kind of has a bit of a carnival barker feel to me. So we've got to be, pre- although they got old uh, Mike Mattis to go along with it. So we've got to be prepared for, uh, some sort of ray guns in space shooting satellites out of the sky, super exactly. high-tech 22nd century stuff. Vaporizing us. While on the ground, the most immediate threat is some nut job who uh, is slicing religion rather thin, driving a heavy truck into a crowd. Exactly. Which is about as low-tech as you can get. Yeah. At yeah. the same time, but such is humanity. How do you feel about space-based capability in the near-geosynchronous orbit regime? I'm for it. Good. I'm interested in the concept of merch sales funding government programs. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. That's really interesting to me. I hope it's not funding the program. It works for rock and roll bands. Where's the money going, then? If I buy a Space Force shirt, what happens to the money, if Mm -hmm. not to support the Space Force? I don't know. Probably, I don't know, just into the tax, general tax fund, which then gets wasted on a lot of stuff. I don't know. Some guy, some guy gets it. Guy named Ed. Post office starts selling their gray slacks for the average person trying to generate some money. I would so buy some of those postman slacks. They're they're durable. Very cool. Wear the black shoes. Got your mail for you. Do they breathe? I don't know. Do they wick? I was at... I was at an event once, uh, and it was it was it was actually a golf tournament. Come to think of it, it was 108 degrees. It was miserable. I only stayed for a little while. It was a pro golf tournament, and uh, some of the coppers there, um, I, I walked up to it and chatted up. I said, "When the hell are they going to get you guys some sort of synthetics that breathe? Because they're sitting there in polyester uniforms that look miserable." The guy said, "Man, don't even get me started." Why can't we do that for our coppers? Do you have empathy for them or sympathy? I don't know. Yeah, nobody does. It's a mystery. Hey, kids, it's that time again. With Armstrong and Getty. Here's your host, Joe Getty. All right, let's get a final thought from everybody to wrap up the show. How about you, Positive Sean? Lead us off. Yeah, a friend of mine invited me to play tennis this weekend, and I said yes, and then I realized I haven't played tennis in probably 12, 13 years. There's a very good chance, I'm talking like 80% chance, within 10 minutes I'm going to be exhausted and humbled. Oh, or oh, injured. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's good. You got to get a video of that. I'll, I'll figure something GoPro out. GoPro on your head or something. <laughs> <laughs> Michelangelo, your final thought. All right. Here's hoping our own Marshall Phillips hits a royal flush this weekend on his search for love and that the dice does not turn up snake eyes. Here's hoping you scratch yourself a winning <laughs> ticket. Don't crap out. <laughs> wow. Nicely done. <laughs> really? Compared to what? <laughs> Marsha Phillips, your final thoughts. Well, I've got my blind date at the casino strategy all worked out. Will I bankroll my dates gambling? Do I have an escape route if it doesn't work out? Check out Marshall's musings at armstrongandgetty.com. Fantastic. Will do. Jack, a final thought for us? The one blind date I ever went on in my life who had never seen her before. You remember the story. I've told it many times. She was so scary. At one point, I said, I have to. I think I have to go to the bathroom. And I got up and I walked out the back door of the restaurant to my car and left. 
I never had a blind date ever again. She might still be there for all I know. <laughs> Beautiful. For my final thought, I have a picture of a lottery official motorboating. One of his fellow lottery officials, breast is in a bar. We'll probably get to that story Monday if we get to it. But on a much more wholesome topic, uh, as I began the show, I will end it. A little D headed back to school today after an all too uh, short visit. If you love your kids, that's a wonderful thing. If they grow up and you actually really, really like them too, man, that's that's lucky. And I'm a lucky guy. Why is she leaving you? Well, she's just going back to school. As far away 3, as she could without going into the ocean. Away. Exactly. <laughs> or, or being launched into space. <laughs> that is and correct, sir. Uh, Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. So little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com for some great clicks. Marshall's blog, a video of an umpire pulling an incredibly large creature out of his ear hole. It might haunt your dreams. Was it a flying sort of bug thing, or? Yeah, I don't. I don't know how it got in there. Wow. <laughs> it had wings. I don't know if it flew. It was horrific. It is horrific. It looked right at me. Check out that video. We'll see you Monday. God bless America. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from not planning, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. Now the time has come to go. If this still cop was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! (laughs) Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.